0: I'm making stuff up. That's basically it's basically my whole career, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but as long as you're cozy and good to go and Gucci, I am likewise. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Gucci. Mm-hmm. Nothing like some wild berry tea. Okay, so hey guys, welcome to Tree Bark episode. Dang, I think this is already episode 9. It's been quite a ride so far. And I don't, I want to say this going into it, I don't really know how to really gauge the professionality of myself or the casualness that I have, because I am here with a very special guest and person in my life, um, Blarg. Uh, Hi, babe. (laughs) Hi, love. How How are are you doing? doing? How are you doing today? I'm doing alright. Still working on college stuff. But we'll get there so um this is gonna be kind of i think a little bit um like a little redundant i want to say because you know we've been together for already for like a good two, two i want to say two <sighs> years and a half and a lot of the well, things yeah, that we've i'm known each other for almost four now almost i mean geez, what 2017 16 17 i want to say like early 17 or late 16 so yeah we're kind of hitting that mark already i mean we're so bad that we don't even remember uh what day we said as
1: their like anniversary quote unquote
0: that's why we just make it up
1: whenever we want it's <laughs> true it's, it's literally... like a free it's a free anniversary for whatever we feel like it
0: yeah because that's like the same way that me and my brother are treating our dog like <laughs> We don't know when Luna's <laughs> birthday is, to be honest, and we're like, "Oh, we'll make it on like Halloween or something cool," and then we're just gonna say that's her birthday. But um, wait, <laughs>
1: don't even remember. He doesn't even remember when he got
0: her. I don't know. I think it was sometime either in the fall or the spring. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of a huge margin there. It's a lot of months in between. But um okay, so I just wanted to start off though with um basically the most basic question though, uh, how did you become a furry? Or rather, actually, I I would like to ask you to even back it up further than that and like, is furry? Do you think um the way you see it, furry as an umbrella term, and then it goes under to scaly? Or how do you divide up the species? Because is it either so one wanna, or the other? Wanna... You want, so you want to get
1: uh, technical in the, my opinion on, like, the structure of furry?
0: Yeah, if you could dive into that, I think that would um, be appreciated.
1: So I get... I mean, not everyone's going to agree with me, but we all, we all have our things. So, no, the, the furry fandom, I guess you could say, is the parent name to it. <sighs> Instead of just saying furry, because furry is short, but uh, generally mm. a major population of our furries are furry whether that's
0: a fuzzy dragon or a wolf or so they're I more can't. they're like furry I, on a basic level is think, more like canine or mammalian like
1: um, so i think no like furry fandom is the parent name to all the sub divisions we have within it so you have furry fandom as the parent name and then under it is furry and then you got big cats or you know whatever little subgroups or avians mm-hmm. or scalies and scalies have their subdivisions of dragons
0: so it's <laughs> like actually there's,
1: it's... There's hierarchy, it to me there's hierarchy trees that <laughs> to, almost like you know like an animal kingdom except for furry fandom it's a oh that's a good of furry fandom
0: that's a good way of putting it actually i never thought about um the, there would be a furry animal kingdom actually and there there's actually a hierarchy <laughs> so there's kind of well, like
1: kinda, I mean it's a hierarchy to names if you want to if you want to get to that that's how I see it
0: mm so it it kind of like branches off from furry as a general name and then you want to like get a little bit more specific you're like for you actually to introduce I don't think I even mentioned it um but you're a dragon so coming from that scaly species you would still fall under furry.
1: Yeah, because furry, because such because furry is such a widely used term even outside of it. Like, yeah, I don't think "quote unquote" normies or just regular people who are not part of the fandom generally, they see it will tag it as furry because that's what they know. Yeah, that's like They they don't know they don't know the furry fandom naming kingdom. I guess
0: that is a really good point though because um although it is a subset of already this subculture um a lot of there are i think a good point though is um there are a lot of other like horse type of sonas and stuff other horse furries but there is also a different community that's also dedicated to like ponies but they're not necessarily horses under furry they're bronies so it can kind of get a little bit hairy
1: so well even then horse so like there is different horse types too there is there is the horses, and you've got ponies. Ponies are actually a different type of animal. But with that, I mean, again, it's how they name themselves, too, because the bronies, some are tie- had a claim to ties to the furry fandom, but I've met bronies who do not claim ties to the furry fandom, but claim to the brother or sisterhood.
0: I think okay, they, so like, they the-
1: call, them, call themselves, but they follow that of the fandom of the show
0: yeah oh, okay yeah so that's this very specific point so, there so that's, um that's
1: that's where brony the bronies term comes in is that specifically just like with furry fandom brony fandom is specifically to my little pony not very specific to furry fandom it doesn't mean they can't intersect but they are you could say separate entities
0: yeah and there's depending on the person yeah there's nothing wrong with like ascribing to both communities it's not like you can just solely like commit to one so definitely yeah i think we have some friends actually who have been in the brony community but then they've slowly gone into the furry community and r.i.p brony cons and stuff
1: (laughs) that or they acknowledge both like even with other fur like what's great about just fandoms in general is like we can subscribe to multiple fandoms. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got people who are anime freaks or, you know, anime fanatics or however you want to call them. Weeaboos. the great weed, <laughs> weed power or, um, was it otakus? Yeah, otaku is
0: the, even, or, like, in Japanese, that's, like, you're the obsessed, the, like, you're committed to that thing. You're otaku.
1: But I'm otaku way, so for you furry. Got, you got those. You also, you also got people who are very, like, great phantoms into like the 40k universe or say even like blizzard a lot of people are invested in the warhammer um, oh yeah
0: like communities and... by and large are everywhere you can find them in every facet of like a really as long as that's a good thing to think so, about too because yeah, as sorry, long as you warhammer, World of
1: Warcraft. well
0: yeah like anything that a lot of people can garner interest and relationships over and talk about like definitely can form a community um Well, kind of backing it up, though, um, for you personally, um, and this is kind of tying into the way we met um, that I wanted to bring up. So with, like, your career path, um, you're actually in the military, and you're in service, and thank you for that, first of all. Um, How how has that kind of bled into and delved into your background being or getting into the fandom? Mm,
1: I mean, so I guess... Getting into the fandom? Um, I guess more for me because I did it so I joined so early, like pretty much out of high school.
0: Mm-hmm. So, pretty much from a
1: job during high school. <laughs> so, in some ways, it gave me financial means to get more into the fandom.
0: Oh no, so like, pretty don't... much from your adult life, you, you were basically out the gate with uh, this career.
1: Yeah, essentially. So, yeah, so, like, I was, I'd say, like, alert, like, when my first early days of the fandom and stuff like that, I was more of a lurker, but I did not know much until I went to <clears throat> to high school to learn more about the furry fandom and hormones and whatnot. But <clears throat> um, when I got into the military, to be honest, like, it took... A year and a half or like two years before I actually like went finding it I guess because I didn't really look for it in sub-school cuz a lot mm-hmm. of my social needs were met by like pretty much the people I was hanging out in sub-school and doing all that stuff but um, so what were, the... it, when... what
0: were some of the what were some of the fringe kept... things that got into like oh I want to find out more about this
1: uh I think when I was in Hawaii to like get more into it when I or when I got more into it when I came to Hawaii
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: it and I looked them I looked up the the group it I found it as a way to like get more friends outside of work because I realized maybe I should have people outside of work so it's not so I can have experience that's not just like with the people I work with all the time (laughs) I I just develop a bigger relationship network I guess you could say
0: Yeah, because I mean, would you say like branching off like this is just kind of I think the challenge that everybody faces something that I certainly had to come to grips with was I was very social from high school. And a lot of the a lot of the times like going to classes or achieving a certain grade level is something that I wanted to go for because I wanted to be in the same classes with my friends, but dipping into college and then everybody kind of branching off a lot of those friendships honestly kind of died out for me. And I still have some of my like main group of friends, but I I definitely felt a lack of that social kind of very deep connection that I had before with people. Like even just being very, not necessarily intimate, but like socially intimate. Um, Did you feel any of that kind of strain?
1: So like going from, high school like saying to the military or something so to me my view on like friendships and and like the uh friendships and i don't want to title it and time friendships and time Mm -hmm. so like yeah there's i've had a lot of good buddies and stuff in high school and i wouldn't mind seeing them again and hanging out with them like i i do sometimes every contact somebody who i may know that's in the area or see if they are in area And just get, like, a lunch or something and see what they're up to. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um,
0: And that's just with your regular friends.
1: Yeah, this is, like, regular high school friends. So, like, um, I think it's totally natural to, like, have communication drop out and friendship be on a standby. Because we can only maintain, like, the active conversation with only so many people at once yeah like very high and then there's others who you talk to and you're really good friends with but you don't talk to them as much i guess you say you turn really passive with them which is i guess what i get to say with a lot of my friends is i'm in a passive relationship with them and every once in a while maybe when i you know feeling froggy i'll poke at them and be like hey what's up and And then then... do a reconnection see what's new and see what's going on Especially if I'm, like, say, coming into an area and just be like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. You, are you free for the time that I'm here and stuff like that? Maybe we can do something, catch mm-hmm. up, just do something fun in general.
0: And that's, like, the crucial element. Like, you mentioned time. So, everyone's off doing their own thing. We got our own responsibilities and stuff. So, it, it it's really nice, though, to know that at least we have that kind of connection, though, through the fandom with all of our old buddies and like everybody although they're doing their own thing hitting them up to say hello or <laughs> just like a colon three is very nice you know to see um do you <laughs> <laughs> do you think that your social circle has actually like widened though than you would have naturally been otherwise
1: uh I'd like Th- to say that it has like I even though I can't actively maintain because I talk to quite a few people.
0: Yeah, I know it's your social circle is so big. <laughs> like the way also, there's
1: there's also attacks to that too, though.
0: Yeah, the the way I kind of gauge it is like I look at my Telegram chat and then I look I see yours whenever you're around. And I'm like looking at all the chats that you're in, and <laughs> I'm like, why is he not stopping scrolling? And it keeps on going, well, and I'm. It's like, how well, do you manage?
1: <laughs> okay, so like the other thing too, and some people. I don't know if if some of my friends listen to this or not i apologize if you don't like the method i do but it helps me keep in track is i like saving messages and there's people who i do remember because there's funny events that happened around it that i can easily remember but i don't delete messages you don't ever delete chats (laughs) no and unless telegram eventually lets it go i'll delete media stuff because it takes up the phone and like destroys the phone but for the most part text is pretty small you can see on your cache and stuff like that you know like the local cache that saves up it isn't really that big the, yeah, the it's mainly big portion's all media and images mainly if you that yeah that and keep all the text you have all that text <laughs> like it's a good and it's i appreciate the people at telegram for what they do i don't know all the nitty-gritty maybe they have some dirt that's fine. I still enjoy using Telegram.
0: Yeah, I have heard they have some InfoSec <laughs> stuff problems, but uh, we don't have until to go over they, that.
1: <laughs> until, until they have major issues and everybody's like jumping ship, then
0: it's good for I'm now. Yeah. A
1: lot, of the, a lot of the community, a lot of the furry fandom thrives on Telegram for the most part. I haven't really seen too many people not on Telegram.
0: I know and you you just legit got a whole batch of new stickers too that I can't wait to use. <laughs> so right. more fuel yeah, to the you, fire.
1: Give me you yours. I love yours.
0: I know, I have to go and add that one. I, I really do appreciate that. Thanks, babe. <laughs> and the Shiba the Shiba with the drape over his head and then it's yeah, it's him just... kind of just there and then it's the next one is like when you use the next sticker, it's the Shiba staring at you with the drapes over his head. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you should just throw those stickers up while you, uh, uh during the timeline.
0: <laughs> oh, for um, YouTube <laughs> for my, oh, yeah, I could, oh, yeah, I could totally use that. <laughs> I also gotta think like, uh, I also gotta thank Kinga, cause, yeah, oh, yeah, check out Kinga, though, that's a small, short plug oh, for yeah.
1: you. Uh, hold on, let me plug him correctly.
0: Oh, yeah, what's um, his at? I keep forgetting.
1: So, if you guys wanna find him, his at on, oh, god, I even talked to him about this when I was at TFF, but his his at for every application is different and it's really funny. But for Telegram, <laughs> if you want to hit him, if you want to hit him up with a PM, I would do at King Draws.
0: Oh, okay, that's easy to remember.
1: Yeah, he he does keep it at least to that.
0: He's a good really friend.
1: He is, and it's actually really funny because he was talking about it. I mean, for his Twitter. Um, if you go to @kingdraws2 on his Twitter, mm-hmm. then uh, he does some nice stickers. Yeah, if you like some kind of toony and dorky stickers, he he does some fantastic ones. Yeah, he's
0: got a really <laughs> good turnaround <laughs> really too. Yeah.
1: good. Yeah, it was like less than a week almost.
0: Um, I mean, so... other... <laughs> what was uh, that? No, he no, no, go on t- he, does,
1: he does some pretty good. He does some pretty good uh, semi toony or kind of toony ish. Uh, arts like full-on arts.
0: Yeah, it's really Not good. Just stickers. Um. Well, but that anyways. and I. I also he was also a guest on the first ever Tree Bark, so I actually have oh, to give yeah, him a big true. thanks. He helped get this thing started, so I really do appreciate that. I mean, I don't. I can't <laughs> yeah, thank but, him enough yeah. for that.
1: You know, actually, at uh, TFF, yeah, he was talking about that. We were talking about you a little bit in that, in that case. It was kind of fun.
0: Oh, I'm glad he enjoyed it, though, and yeah, no, I do, I do want to have a lot of reoccurring guests to catch up with people, I think that would be really good, and I think a lot of people would really appreciate the catch-up with some artists and people, um, so we'll definitely do that in the future. Um, kind of delving... Oh, sorry, yeah. No, so kind of... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I know, it's like a Skype call sometimes.
1: (laughs) I mean, we're, Discord's pretty much the new Skype.
0: Yeah, that's That's true. It's not nice even better necessarily it's not even necessarily better with like internet problem t- problems too,
1: <laughs> but I was just saying like yeah i I would let you know your guests and viewers definitely uh if if they have any reoccurring people they'd enjoy seeing throughout your episodes, then uh I would definitely uh see what your viewers wanna see,
0: yeah, for sure. And so, kind of um, stepping back, though, um, developing your character as Blarg. Blarg the Green Forest Dragon, though. um, How did that come about?
1: Uh, Do you want, like, how I got into the fandom, or do you want to, like, how the... just him in general?
0: Well, I know... Was it, like, a deep-seated interest in dragons even before the community?
1: So, yeah, so, like... I got into reading through my parents and stuff like that. And I enjoyed a lot of fantasy books generally more. I didn't read too many sci-fi ones. There is a few sci-fi ones that I do enjoy. Like the the one I mentioned um, on a pale horse in that series.
0: Oh, that's so I good. Forget
1: who the, I forget who the author was. That one's a good one. And that one is still fantasy, but I'd say that one also hits a little bit of sci-fi too, because it's more of a futuristic element. But for the most part, I do enjoy reading fantasy. So like Anne McCaffrey or like um, The Dragon Rider, which is a mm-hmm. good uh, old book. I like reading the Aragon series. Uh, I have yet to read the last book in that series. I'm a terrible person.
0: Which one was that? Uh... For was it under? It's a part of the Aragon series because I thought the last one was like <laughs> a culmination of like it revolved around <laughs> some kind of recap about a sword or something.
1: I don't remember. I think it was the the one with the gold dragon on the cover. Was the one that I didn't read? Eldest?
0: Was remember. that the No, that's not Eldest, is it?
1: I thought Eldest was the second. I don't remember. I could look this up right now, but I'm <laughs> I'm going to be lazy on this one and say nah.
0: But yeah, somebody so like, will correct us.
1: <laughs> yeah, somebody's going to put it in the comment section, uh, Are you wrong. It's like, "Oh, okay, thanks." Sorry. It was the
0: purple dragon? <laughs>
1: uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, it'd be like Dragon beers, and just be like, oh, look at this nerd dragon. He's wrong." They're gonna push up their glasses and be like, "Technically, it's this dragon. Like, oh, I'm sorry.
0: What is you're saying?
1: Um. See, so yeah. So I I've read a lot of Dragon books, but I've also read other ones that are that uh were interesting fantasy sci-fi ones. Um, there was one another one. I'm a one that I really enjoyed, which was uh, about telekinesis people. Mm-hmm. And like where humanity got to a spacefaring race, and there's these telekinesis people that help with getting stuff transported to and from planets, and they ended oh. up having to deal with this bug. A
0: lot or, like, of the yeah. sci fi and fantasy elements. <laughs>
1: Yeah, essentially. So I've read a lot of sci-fi and fantasy, and a lot of it's through reading. Some of it was playing games. I mean, Halo was coming out. I had, like, a, a knack for the the Covenant elites, especially like, specifically the elites. because
0: Were they the elites, scaly ones? The elites
1: baby. Uh, I guess you could say they were the scaly ones.
0: But... More on the reptilian side, though.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's why I like the, the <laughs> elite. Like, more than humans, because they were just different. They were, like, not human humans kind of yeah okay human whatever but, but not like makes the so... creatures like just sci-fi fantasy creatures and dragons are like the most interesting ones so that's I ended up going towards you know the elites in halo or like just playing as a different species character especially as an argonian or khajiit and marwin oblivion and
0: so yeah that on. that is a, a common thread though that i'm kind of realizing though as i as i'm trying to like see what the start is for most people and it's, it's kind of lame to say this, but like, wow, the interest in humanity is kind of low. So when you go into these like <laughs> fantasy realms, it's like, yeah, frick, yeah, I want to be the dragon or I want to be like the talking werewolf or something. Like, it's so much more interesting. <laughs>
1: well, to be Okay, so to be honest, like when I was, I didn't really, I had a knack for dragons and stuff like that. But like in the Anna McCaffrey books, I've always imagined myself as a dragon rider, not as the dragon.
0: Yeah, I do. I remember even um, in your room uh, when we went up there in Washington to your old room growing up. Um you have this figure and it was one of those like puzzle kind of like wooden sculpture uh, type of things. Oh yeah. And hanging up. It's awesome. <laughs> but I no, but there's something. a missing piece though, isn't there?
1: Uh...
0: because there's a there's... dragon. I think there's more. And I heard uh,
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It had a dragon rider and I specifically cut him off. (laughs) That was during high school, though, when I was pretty much full set on to, like, dragons. I was like, I don't need no stinking knight on this dragon.
0: (laughs) Was that demeaning?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was demeaning to his looks. I was like, nah.
0: I have no master.
1: I'm gonna purposefully uh, take this one off.
0: And you also, okay, is it kind of, like, a trope? Do all scalies, or at least specifically, like, avian or winged beasts like um, How to Train Your Dragon?
1: I don't know on that one. Like, I do enjoy the movies. I do enjoy those movies, but they are good. I can't say for all of them, because I'm sure (laughs) there's, there's, like, a scaly out there that's like that freaking
0: sucks. (laughs) I That would really bum me out. Come on, it's got got leather straps. It's got a really cute, stitched-looking Disney (laughs) character, but with wings. He can shoot lightning.
1: yeah we're gonna you know what there's a lot
0: of e621 oh god don't even yeah don't even get that started
1: (laughs) i mean they've already changed their front page they've already started something
0: yeah i actually found that out through memes that e621 (laughs) went they updated their site and the ui changed the image from the the title the menu and everyone's like losing their minds because you know there's not like cute art there anymore
1: Oh, that's just as bad. As, that's I mean, it's just as bad as uh, FA changing their setup. Everybody was like, "Oh, what is this?"
0: I literally what have FA open right now, and I think it looks better.
1: Oh wow, did E621 just completely remove their homepage?
0: <laughs> I don't know what they're up to, but I I I guess Bruh. you just have to embrace what the direction they're uh, going if any in. Any
1: developer from E621 ever watches this? back your home page have a nice home page <laughs> you can still ask if somebody's over 18 with a nice home page
0: that is true that is easily doable um but i mean <laughs> like well that oh well coming from like such a i don't want to say like veteran furry as yourself but you've been on e621 <laughs> yeah, You've you, actually well, no,
1: I don't go on e six twenty one a lot to be honest.
0: Okay, well you've known about it longer than me, so seeing these old websites uh, kind of progress over time, do you want to keep them the way that you knew them growing up, or do you kind of like mm-hmm. embrace the change?
1: I don't know. I I I let them base change as long. As, I mean, so like it it's kind of up to them how they want to change it, but I think the best way to change it is to kind of see like a good portion of what the community wants not all of it because sometimes the community is uh a flaming ball of mess but you know something that you think is really practical and it would make sense like now day like today's day and age figuring out what's good for the consumer because fa and e621 are consumer sites yes you can- could say like yeah then we're not really like buying a t-shirt or anything special or like oh i'm buying this giant glass ding dong um
0: (laughs) there's no real product to it yeah
1: there's no real well there's no real product to it per se but the product is the arts so whether that be like yc you know you you could say that the products are ych's or people sending the commissions or whatnot
0: but But like the products are those
1: arts that are posted on there so we're consuming the
0: the the use of it is yeah sharing it's a really like open platform and without the user base then there is no site really and i think that yeah like over time, like, with the... I see over time with the kind of spread or the mainstream, I, I still... I think I, su- I still will hold true that the community, although it's getting bigger, is still pretty niche. And... Mm. Yeah. Think, do you think that as well?
1: Niche in what way, though?
0: Like, within the fandom, there are still many subcultures, and you'll find like variety of things from the arts to the games, and like you can always... Delve deeper, but on a broad sense, yeah, I guess it is kind of scaling up more and more. Um, but that I, I don't know if that's gonna lead to like necessarily more platforms for like I guess it just depends on the user base, what people actually want to make for the community by the community, and that's what I really appreciate.
1: Yes, so like the the success of the community is driven by the community, so word. and it's it's those. you know around it like the attitude that we take on it like it's kind Mm -hmm. of funny in some ways that like oh yeah furries are weird and they try to make fun of it but you kind of take a look at it and we're already making fun of ourselves you're not it's like we already know that we're trash (laughs) and we kind of embrace it so like there's not really much that you can already say that we haven't done because we already know
0: i see, I seen this one <laughs> meme where it's, like, these two strong-armed people, like, um, you know, that, like, bro-fist each other, or that they're, like, shaking hands over. Oh, yeah, over. that meme? <laughs> and it's, like, anime community on one side, furry community on the other, making fun of furries, Beast and stars. that's what they're shaking. Oh. <laughs> or, yeah, Beastars, oh. yeah. <laughs> that's another good one.
1: Oh, you should watch the English trailer for that. It's so much they might be interested in the... rewatching Beastars in English. I don't
0: know actually... the...
1: Doesn't seem too bad.
0: I don't know the person who is dubbing for Lagosi personally, but I know he's making waves actually in the furry community.
1: Oh well, everyone, because the furry community is like is such a fur boner for.
0: <laughs> that sultry <laughs> wolf.
1: Lagosi, but for, yeah, no, he does. That a... sultry wolf and that that succulent uh, deer. Or, yeah, deer.
0: <laughs> Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> but I will admit. Or- my- I haven't heard uh, his name though, but I will admit the um, it is pretty cool to see he. I don't. I'm pretty sure the voice actor is not afraid I mean, that's how they all start, right? Uh, but they. I mean. He's been embracing he's it a... though, and been doing uh Twitch streams and whatnot, and and did you hear recently the his reading of the Uwu and the Bulgy Woolgy? Uh... <laughs>
1: I can't believe he did that.
0: I, well, I, he went on for I some time. <laughs> he didn't, I didn't
1: surprise he did. I'm surprised he didn't read it. Re, read it in the first place, but I, he went on pretty pretty far.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, I can't do this." <laughs> it was it was great.
1: <laughs> but I mean, who's it? Haida, Haida, in the uh... Haida
0: was the yeah hyena from agretzko and he's yeah, so... yeah he's also a super iconic figure now in the fandom.
1: Isn't he playing as um, the best friend?
0: Best friend to whom? L- Lugoshi. Oh, the voice actor for Haida is actually dubbing as the. Was it the so, golden man. retriever? Uh, maybe. Oh, I'm gonna have to look that up now, but yeah, maybe. I. Somebody, I really. Somebody,
1: somebody in the comments is gonna say, "Oh, he's dumb too. He's dumb again. Strike twice. <laughs> <Wow. You're> dumb." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just think of him. Did you ever watch Bojack? I just think of the Golden Retriever as Mr. Peanut Butter from Bojack Horseman. Oh, no.
1: Why would you associate that? (laughs) Because it's not a crossover episode.
0: Oh, God. What is this? A crossover episode? (laughs) 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 But it's. No, it's just like those parallels. Uh... They're just. They make the most friendly characters that are kind of sidekick best friends as just like man's best friend is a Golden Retriever, and that's so perfect.
1: Yeah, but like. Le- Le- man, I should know Legoshi's best friend's name, and I can't remember.
0: I actually don't know it either. I just called him. I'll just call him Mr. Peanut Butter.
1: No, don't call him Mr. Peanut Butter. That's degrading. That I like. I like.
0: When we watch it, Mr. Peanut Butter. when we re-watch it, when the Netflix series comes, and then we'll be in bed. I'll just, I'll just point out Mr. Peanut Butter whenever he's on screen.
1: <sighs> oh.
0: <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> but,
1: no I'm just I'm just thinking about the other bedroom there
0: oh yeah so I might, it,
1: have, to, I might have to move to that bed
0: oh what and, bedroom? Uh, what what is this new to me am I
1: no this is, no the other bedroom in the house dork
0: the other bedroom yeah
1: hmm. the one that your grandparents use when they visit
0: yeah that one oh I put the other dragon plush in there now he's just chilling in there
1: ah uh, he needs to come back
0: Oh, yeah, so to give people some context, um, right now, well, the whole main reason why this interview is not actually happening in person, because we freaking live together, (laughs) but um, Blarg's all the way in Washington for work, and as you know, like, I host this from Hawaii, so there's kind of that divide right now.
1: (laughs) I mean, if you want, you can come over and have a personal interview.
0: I mean, that would be great um, if work wasn't a thing, and if more work wasn't a thing. (laughs) you know who needs to work who needs money that's you know what money's the root of all evil we don't need any of that and then i go to uh, the front gate of the airport and they're like you need some of that money i'm like oh hey
1: don't worry coronavirus has got your back
0: oh, god, no god no like, don't
1: for only like less than 100 uh, bucks you too can fly today uh,
0: you know what if anything that's probably one of the perks of coronavirus not that i'm saying that there's anything good about it <laughs> but it's probably reducing travel and a lot of people who are or are should be quarantined are quarantined so i i see that there is a good hold on it but um the hype is definitely real but not in the right way Did you, there was even this tweet by elon musk saying that <laughs> I, I don't know if i'm quoting it um directly but he said the coronavirus thing is dumb like that was the whole tweet <laughs> and I don't know what it is about Elon tweeting about stuff that gives things validity, validity, but so many people were just like, yeah, it's basically no more harmful than the flu, but it's just a new form of not necessarily the flu strain, but a virus that's not totally, um, because it only harms people with like respiratory and, um, illnesses that are typically more, um, I would say like destructive to elderly people um so it's not like the plague it's it's definitely overhyped
1: yeah but i i guess everyone's just concerned because well i mean the other thing is to consider is that it's new so like new things are scary
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's for sure yeah
1: so so there's there's that and then there's also like the way that media like (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna step on my soapbox media real quick
0: media no go for it <laughs> today
1: is very quick very short and not always precise mm-hmm. so with that you know we get i guess you could say a lot of people feel that we get information overload or over a sensation so at the point to where it's like oh, maybe I should start freaking out it because how many multiple media sources start talking about it? So, like, there's a benefit to it because it brings awareness really quickly, but at the same time, maybe it's too quickly to the point where it's like, oh, uh, people are now freaking out about it over something that's really small.
0: And I'm not not
1: saying that coronavirus is really small because it is... I mean, it seems to be pretty infectious quickly, although the damage that it does is not very high. And the only other concern is that it's just new.
0: Yeah. and it's something,
1: something big to look at. I mean, that's... it's better than having the uh, February? No, January. Was it February or January meme?
0: When it started cropping up? I don't want to call up. out the name. Well.
1: No, not when it was cropping up, whatever meme that was for that month.
0: I don't know, it was oh, probably it was something... January,
1: the January memes.
0: yeah
1: it's it's better than the january memes it
0: was probably something like with world war three happening and then now coronavirus (sighs) i was trying to avoid avoid just (laughs)
1: mentioning
0: that to be honest (laughs) so you're gonna get drafted and then you're gonna get sick and die of plague so welcome (laughs) to 2020 the new decade new year new me let's get it (laughs) but
1: (laughs) i get sick and then drafted
0: (laughs) we're gonna have a strong force um (laughs) But that's actually, oh, like... To space Boys. Another... Oh, yeah, you know. Just go to Mars. Um, space Force. Hey, that's a real thing. You know, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't know that the Air Force also became the Space Force, apparently. I don't know how long that's been going on. But anyway, um, Google... not Geez, I'm really dipping here. But um, a lot of different I.O. events, like Google I.O. and, um, I, I don't know, like Apple Press events and stuff that they usually post and invite a lot of people from all around the world, they'll... Uh, they'll host these events, and this time of year, they've actually canceled a lot of them. So a lot of the people in the tech community have kind of worried about, oh, the next event for whatever so-and-so is not really going to happen, and that's kind of been downing the excitement. Um, For cons, though, now, for fur cons, um, do you think that that's going to affect the way that we all meet and see each other? Especially since I want to point out that the furry community is so tactile
1: so it again it depends on how the how the response is because if there's a lot of if if say the coronavirus there's a lot of concern for it or you know we're trying to get it to the point where we mitigate it a lot Mm -hmm. then that's a risk factor for those cons to take take into consideration because that is a lot of people to bring around everyone knows that you get con cred yeah
0: (laughs) and it's it's hard enough somebody's gonna bring
1: something when they should have just stayed home yeah but generally a lot of people don't and they probably have some excuse like you know not being able to you know not having seen these very far away friends in a long time and this is kind of like one of those get-togethers to really enjoy something together so they might risk everyone else in that concept but also with that it's just Say you go healthy and you go flying to go all the way to say MFF. Flying is not really easy because you're in this capsule with a bunch of other people who may not be as you know uh, clean. You could say.
0: You know what I want to call that? That's and, just a like, that's just a giant culture tube, and not culture yeah, from it's the a people. A flying
1: culture tube.
0: But the cult, like you know, like culture in like a lab, a, a, yeah, like a bio no, that's, culture. <laughs>
1: that's pretty much it. Like whether you know for example like those people on those cruise ships another culture lab just oh
0: that's yeah just a small island of people
1: yeah that's just floating and moving so so like diseases are all around us and like the way i see it coronavirus is just another risk to take in consideration especially Mm -hmm. for those who manage cons and stuff like that like mm-hmm. for those big companies and stuff like that to have a concern about it because a lot of people do have a concern about it in general at this point, especially with the way the media portrays it and, you know, recommendations from CDC and who mm-hmm. and whatnot. You know, that's it's one of those really big considerations. So whether or not a can- con gets canceled because of those events, it's on the discretion of those con con, uh,
0: And it it is more it is rather fair though, yeah, to point out that hey, yeah, if the board members wanna unanimously rule that it's it's for your safety, then I don't think that it's ever right to just kinda get salty about it. I mean it's for your health. So if Yeah the concern is safety, then that should be priority.
1: Yeah, and then that that's one of the things that they would put out as a response to like all the stakeholders or us as the consumers, is like, hey, this is, this is what's going on. And, you know, as much as we'd like to, you know, an example would be like, as much as we'd like to see you come this year, mm-hmm. um, they can either say, like, we're going to hold it. We're going to reset our date to X day that we're going to host the con or be like, hey, we have to cancel this year. We'll, you know, they'll do some way to, you know, refund it back or find Actually, a way to...
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really
1: better for the next time that they can proceed forward with it.
0: Hmm. I mean, actually, relative to us personally, we are planning on going to BLFC 2020, and I'm not really up to date though. Um, I should be following their Twitter, admittedly. But did you see any no- any notifications <laughs> about telegram, that? You know? I d- uh... I did not know that.
1: <laughs> I mean, they have a Twitter also, but
0: um, did you see any notifications about the status of like? whether or not it's going to affect the con for BLFC this year? Yes,
1: so right now so if for those listening and you guys want to watch the BLFC announcements, so on, they do have one for their Twitter, I don't remember their handler, but they it's probably something like at BLFC or something, I'll, I'll look it up here shortly, but if you want to follow their Telegram which is really easy, it's t.me slash biggest little FC and uh their post on March 2nd uh, states, "We have no plans to propose, postpone or cancel BLC in response to COVID-19 or oh, okay. coronavirus. Oh, we great. are working closely with the hotel to implement additional sanitation measures and precautions to prevent disease spread or disease spread in general. And we are closely monitoring development More information soon to follow. So they are keeping active with the community and talking, which is what." I would say a lot of the con, cons should do is to keep constantly active with not only their board members and their volunteers and stuff like that, but also with the consumers for those conventions.
0: Yeah, it's a really good board and just very responsible of them. I think I think that's the way that you mentioned it. It's, it's handled beautifully that way. And as long as uh, we can communicate that, um, like, hey, you can still come and it's not... Affecting us then I I would feel safer with that sentiment. Um, speaking of cons though um, mm. How how many cons? Do you think that you typically go to though per year? I feel like it's an increasing number for you <laughs> <It does. laughs> I mean am I wrong? <laughs> uh,
1: I'd say like at least two I try to hit up two at least uh, also, for those, as I said before, for their Twitter handler, it's at biggest little FC. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so how many cons I go to? Uh, generally BOC and MFF. I went MFF twice in a row right now. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to drop MFF or keep going with it because it is a really enjoyable con for that one. It's just really big so just Mm -hmm. keep in mind that it's really hard to like see everyone at once with that because it's just so
0: it's like is it also like the square footage now like keeping in mind that i've only been to blfc um for you personally is it just like the the huge area or is it just the density
1: Mm, both because so like mff is massive it takes up multiple hotels Oh in wow. That whole convention strip alone. So like it sometimes a pain in the butt to get into those hotels. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 you're one of those traveling furs like myself, mm-hmm. sometimes you can kinda get away with being like, Oh, you know, I got status with so and so company and then you kind of just book during those con times and you get like forty eight hour hour guarantee in most places.
0: Oh wonderful. So
1: So like for me Although I don't know if I'll keep my status for uh, Hilton for next year, for this year I can um, at least try do MFF again using that status if so I don't end up getting a room.
0: Mm-hmm. The <laughs> the one thing though that I've learned to get accustomed to during cons is that although that there's events set and you have some panels that you want to see everything that you're going to do or at least anticipate doing is totally out the window. So, what you could be cool. doing one thing in the dealer's den or get pulled over to like a con room party or something and you just don't know what's going to happen.
1: Well, that's like the fantastic thing about it. So, so like the conventions there for us as a fandom to get together and just enjoy. If if it's room parties that you like doing or if it's like you know, friend surfing mm-hmm. or hitting up the dealer's den and talking to all the dealers seeing what they do or being part of the dealer's den or being a panelist or whatnot, you can all enjoy that. You enjoy the con the way that you want. And yeah, you're right. Sometimes it's just very um, snappy. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this next. Even though you had like a formulated plan. Um, sometimes it's just whatever is in the moment because there's just so much going on. It's yeah. very... Very um, sensational.
0: There's so much energy. And
1: and and it, yeah, there's so much energy and sensation and emotions, all in one like area. Because there's probably couples there that <clears throat> have long distance relationships that don't see each other often until they come to these conventions, and sometimes they.
0: Very true. Because uh, it's such an online based community.
1: Their- mhm.
0: <clears throat> um so delving into like yeah there's so much energy there's a lot of furs that you're meeting at the cons and you're also i bet like discovering a lot of new things are there are some of those things like new hobbies or like fields that you get interested in from the cons or just i mean in general cuz i know you're into photography a little bit of sketching and trading art with other furs um how did like your fur photography start
1: mm photography Hmm. photography started when i was traveling a lot and you know with both not only with the military but also the cons and stuff like that and like i did the first deployment with the one biggest mistake is i didn't take a camera with me as much as i had my phone and stuff like that, and it was okay. I mean, mm-hmm. phones at the time were, you know, decent enough. It wasn't, you know, as good as what I could get with a DSLR.
0: Full frame. Or like a mirrorless,
1: <laughs> or just, not, well, I mean, not all DSLRs are full frames, but um, just having a, just a nice camera in general to take with, specifically to take photos. And when I was hanging out with the Furs over at Pro Ridge, Book Bookoff was selling a Nikon D7000. And nice. it was like for 500, 600 bucks for like a, a whole starter essentially a whole starter kit. All I needed was like a bag to carry it in. And I almost didn't buy it that day. But oh, I, I ended up looking at my bank account, kinda of walked around, <laughs> mulled over it, and then I was like, Okay, I'm gonna buy it. So, and so I
0: bought it. At least peripherally, like you were looking into cameras at the time and you're like, Oh, you know what? This would really be good um, on my travels.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's how that happened. Is it's like you know what this would be great for my travels, and to anyone anyone who takes photography, and I'm sure a lot of maybe a lot of, some of the professional, for photographers, may agree, uh, may or disagree too. I don't know.
0: Do you speak with take all of? Your... The... <laughs> what was that?
1: Uh, uh, take your camera, like take your camera with you. If you're climbing a mountain, take your camera with you. Even if it gets beaten up, at least you have your SD card of the pictures that you took during it. But just take it with you. Because you never know. You, like, There's never going to be a time where you're going to get the perfect shot. You might miss the opportunity to have the perfect shot. But just take pictures.
0: But there's sometimes, nice. yeah, there's sometimes those moments that you couldn't have captured otherwise. Mm-hmm and did you um i don't know about this actually personally um are you into any other specific like telegram groups or other fur groups that have like a prevalent like focus on photography
1: no actually i should probably look that up that's a good one
0: i don't know yeah i don't know if that even exists i was hoping hoping if like you could illuminate me on that
1: I i don't yeah no i don't know now i gotta go (laughs)
0: <laughs> go look that up <laughs> i gotta
1: go i gotta go ask a few people there might be a few people who might know
0: because um to, i'll have to delve into that you know there was one thing that you did mention to me a while ago and that was um i do like how every like artist in a sense because art is so general that um you know from digital illustration to writing being an author um to photography like you can you can be successful at it especially in the community that supports it so well um. The you mentioned this one um thing that you wanted to try, where you go to an event, and I don't know if any other furs do this though. Do don't they charge, like oh, if you I... want half an hour of photos, I'll I'll do it for this much.
1: Yeah, I don't. I kind of. kind of want to try one, but I don't. I haven't. Maybe it's just because I don't know enough photographers to to do that. Cause I never heard anyone really do photo commissions like Mm -hmm. you know they'll sit down with you take photos of your characters and stuff like that like i haven't really seen any of that with the photographers
0: do some do some maybe it's just
1: because i don't i haven't looked into it Mm -hmm. so i don't know
0: do some people at cons if you've ever noticed i've i've seen a lot of great photos but um i mean a lot of it is run and gun and stuff like when you have those fursuit parades um is I've I've seen the some though where it looks like they legitimately set up shop and they put up their whole backdrop and they put their spot lightings on, like the three different you know lighting angles and everything and it's really high quality, and then they'll take it and then they'll get back to you later but then they'll even do some post editing and I noticed some photographers, um they'll you know how a lot of um suits have the toonie eyes or the follow me eyes. Uh-huh. Um, so sometimes at certain angles, it doesn't track so well. So they'll do touch-ups. And then those touch-ups, um, they'll actually like re-do- do a little doodling and stuff. And then they'll retouch up the eyes to give you a specific mood or expression for the pose that they're doing. And that's just so cute. Yeah, I love it.
1: Some, sometimes it's not even the photographers that do that. It's the artists.
0: There's the artists, artists themselves.
1: Who, some artists will, uh, like if you give them a photo, they'll edit that photo specifically to do that.
0: I did see a I mean, big trend on that.
1: Yeah, there it is actually kind of like a I guess you could say an art style in that. I mean, it could be the photographer itself that does that, but I've seen art, other artists where they take that and change it. Um like uh some some photographers do panels specifically with certain moods. Um there was one with blue Hesna, I want to say. I, I hope I said it right.
0: Blue Hesna? Um,
1: yeah, the blue Derg.
0: Okay. What are they about?
1: Um but he does some photography and there was one panel that he did at FC. Mhm. I think it was FC and it was more of a jail noir like you know um mafia kind of era
0: kind of kind like of New of, York uh, rogue kind of style rogue, like gritty yeah,
1: nitty gritty black and white
0: ish yeah i love that noir uh, like, style
1: <laughs> yeah so he did like a little bit of noir style he also played around with like lighting effects so some people brought in like lightsabers and so there was like a little bit of lighting effects cuz he could dim the room and stuff like that cuz they gave him they gave him a uh, a room that had dimming lights oh, and so he sweet. messed around with that and did a couple of photography um i want, I think i can find it and it was really cool cuz there was one where um, he's got on a ladder and took a picture going down and I looked and then I act, acted like I was essentially falling or something, into the <laughs> darkness. but it was all super cool. But it, it I haven't,
0: <clears throat> Does the I'd foot... like to
1: see, uh, to be honest, I'd like to see more panels of that where there's just like, cause I've seen panels like, oh yeah, this is how to, you know, do s- certain photographies, like color corrections and stuff like that, or using Lightroom. But I think it'd be kind of cool to see more panels with just specifically like, hey, I have this theme in mind and this is what I want to do.
0: Yeah, that's what I really can get behind because, you know, in in some cases it'll cross over and you'll have actual like pro pro professionals. And I mean, just to use the term um, like that are in the industry and then they carry over their skills into the fandom because they're also just really awesome and they're in the fandom anyway. Um, but a lot of it, though, comes from just that background and passion into these hobbies. Um, so it's it's really cool to see, like, some of the photographers doing some shot calling, like, saying, like, hey, go stand over there and do this pose. It'd be really cute. And I, I really like that kind of sense of directiveness. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and I think that's that's kind of fun. Like, uh, I like doing that every once in a while when I, you know, see an object like, um, for example, uh, Winter Circle. Uh, at BLFC last year, actually, mm-hmm. it was fun to go around with them for that hour and just be like, "Oh, I saw this X prop over here. Let's do something with that." <laughs> and like, um, you can even see it on my uh web, my web Smug Mug website.
0: Check out your Smug Mug.
1: Yeah. Plug.
0: What is your Smug Mug? Uh, is it just Blarg? <laughs> Blog Dragon?
1: No. It's a Dragons Fly photography. Check them out. Yeah, Dragons f- Fly photo. if you want to check it out. Uh, I need to post more on edits, essentially. There's probably a few that I should edit. <laughs> but I should post, post more of what I just take in general. All raw. It, I don't need to go through and edit all of them as much as I like to. There's still some that are just fine
0: as is yeah you get a lot of nice shots that are kind of <sighs> candid like you get really nice focus and bokeh too i really like them
1: <laughs> yeah so so in that in that website if you go on the 2019 there's winners uh, photo shoot and yeah i followed him around and it was kind of fun because we went outside at the pool area at BLC and we had him like sit like do some interesting poses and there was a um not these gazebos but like these bench things these really big bench things for couples and it had these signs with reserved on it so mm. it was kind of, kind of fun to mess around with the reserve signs. so you kind of just put it in places where it was like reserved
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh what on his um, crotch <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i knew it i called it <laughs>
1: uh, i was gonna be a little pg but yeah
0: oh this this show isn't is not pg whenever i post oh. it um, even there's a you know on FA when you post like a thumbnail or art or something linked to this show, um, and I don't list it in general audience.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sure how you how what level it was.
0: Well, it's sometimes general and then other times mature.
1: <laughs> okay, well, we'll be slightly.
0: Mature. I mean, oh. I don't know. I don't get the whole censorship thing, but anyway. <laughs> Um, do you think that, um, the con-going experience, though, are there, would you say that there are too many cons? Can one go to too many cons?
1: Mm, do you want to, like, hear my answer to you? Or do you want to hear, like, my mental answer? How about both? Uh, <laughs> for you, babe, no. There is too many cons to go to. And
0: uh-huh.
1: sometimes you need to... A- break uh mental answer oh you could probably go to a con every week and it'd be all right
0: <laughs> oh you'll be oh, actually you'll be okay you'll be healthy <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well to an extent it probably wouldn't be like healthy healthy like in multiple reasons like mm-hmm. financially not too healthy you know and food wise probably not too healthy
0: <laughs> everything and, it takes like, to live
1: traveling. and maybe i mean your immune system might be strong so that might be healthy in that sense
0: oh yeah you're gonna give it a really good test. Um, i mean my ideal what is your ideal con going kind of schedule
1: um like I'd like an, if, every six months to be honest
0: fiscally like if it every, wasn't a problem every
1: if it wasn't financially a problem every three months would be awesome
0: that does sound pretty nice
1: because then it's like that good median break like if i'm on travel and you know there's a con in the local area i'm, I'm gonna definitely hit that up with all in possibility i'm gonna hit that up if this is a local event like just for us hanging out mm-hmm. i'll probably try hit that up and it's not it's mostly just to like expand my i guess you could say expand my network it sounds a little selfish when i say that but it's no not
0: at all i don't think so
1: but it's like just to get to know more people it's like oh hey what's going on What you know what's you know what's what's with these new people and stuff like that and you know get to understand people like just listen to people and
0: it's it's just poking into films. those
1: yeah just poking into those people and just seeing what makes them them
0: mm-hmm. and that's that is I, I get that a lot and um i mean i understand that where you're coming from because i mean that's in part two why i do this show like when you have the opportunity to really and this is coming from an introvert to to get to know people your your way of thinking totally changes and it changes in, in like the best meaningful way, I could say, like beyond, you know, kind of like it, there's a kind of nuance to it because when, you know, you're at work or you're kind of showing face or you're just going through the motions, like, I guess you could say that you're working with people, but that's just you being professional or even with acquaintances, like it's just kind of this passing. And I think that it, it's so much deeper, though, when I get the chance to like go to a con talk with people over this interest and it, it gets so much deeper down the rabbit hole and that's like uh, I look forward to that every opportunity I get
1: yeah and <clears throat> um it's just fascinating the, the <laughs> only down the only downside to it I guess you could say and this is more of like on a communication level mm-hmm. and like friendship level that I had with um one of the other furs who very introverted um you could say that maybe it doesn't create as strong of a bond maybe and that that's kind of an, a, a thought that uh i still mull over is like what constitute the sh- what constitute the strength of a relationship
0: mm-hmm.
1: and maybe it varies with different people maybe some people have the ability to have a lot of strong bond relationships
0: that is... I'm not
1: going to say that myself is able to do that, but like maybe there's a certain extent, like, yeah, you get to know a lot of people, but maybe it's, those bonds are not as strong as, say, those people who might be more introverted because those introverted people have strong ties with those around them.
0: That is speaking to. It's just not in plethora yeah that is speaking to a lot of people of the fandom that I've noticed and I don't think I, I, I would not hold anybody against you know you know like not socializing because they're either too shy like everybody's got their own pace and I, I totally respect that um, mm-hmm. but definitely I think that you only grow though when you get to know a lot more people and then you develop like a different kind of empathy muscle in your brain um, I mean I don't know like you know really in-depth psychology or anything about that but getting to feel yourself in other people's shoes is definitely something that helps you grow. Um, I
1: I think that's, that is a you know, a fascinating thing to do. Like, that's why I like the furry fandom to me. I'm comfortable with the topic of furry and starting from there. It's like, Oh, what's, you know, what species you are? What's the backstory of your character? Getting, you know, kind of, kind of lead that in as like a, as an introduction to learn, like you, I don't, you know, whatever, you know, to learn you, whatever preference you are, whether that's, you know, are you a they, are you a she, a he, you know, but mostly to get that basis of who are you? Oh, I am. Uh, and you can ascribe Dra- Dra- anything. Dragar the the great or something. Yeah, and I have taken over multiple cities with my great power and, <laughs> and with that and then it's like okay and then you you know you sit with them it's like oh you know i'm blarg and then you explain the character's backstory and then you can get into other things It's like oh what do you you know what do you do for for work or like what are your interests
0: and i like, find do you like
1: enjoying those things and you can you can either um share experiences like oh like oh you play paintball oh, i play paintball what what do you, what do you use or uh delve into other things where it's like um I do piloting and then it's like oh you do pilot you know you fly planes and stuff like that how is that like what kind of planes do you fly and
0: Mm etc and you may have never known that and um this is kind of bleeding into like I I I find that like the way that a person would be able to like you know show that they're different characteristics and stuff in the fandom is I I think maybe even more true to the person because i'm more comfortable knowing that they're speaking to you about what they are who that they think that they are and and how they're sharing that with you that's definitely something that i think can kind of go amiss sometimes outside in like regular like societal norms it can kind of go under the radar and you might not even discover those things um the even even suiting i think that's a really good example like people will even if you're shy like you can develop this character in a way where you ascribe those things to this character that you made but even like for a lot of people they're not just a separate entity i mean you can be that's totally up to you and there's a lot of freedom there um but sometimes those characters are just an extension of them so when like I'm Theo, I'm still Theo in suit. It's no different than me in that character.
1: Yeah, um, and that, and it all just depends on how the um people use the fandom as, quote unquote, an escape. You could say, or like just a way to express themselves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which which is, is fascinating because some people um kind of light up like a bulb just like hey this is you know this is me now and they can switch on a dime to like who they
0: are depending it's, on
1: which character they decide to play
0: it's just so much nicer i mean I, I guess this kind of sounds obvious but it's so much nicer just being around people who are really excited to like engage and like have this energy and i think that's what the culmination of the cons are um so maybe maybe beyond like like from the question that i asked you earlier like are there too many cons? I think just social burnout would be my biggest challenge.
1: Yeah, but I mean Yeah, maybe social Maybe there's <laughs> you'd get some social burnout, but it's it's in order to prevent that sort of burnout, it's to understand like when your limit is cuz there's times where you like you need time for yourself and that's why I'd say maybe if if I could without financial or work reasons, problems every 3 months I'd be okay cuz then you know between those three months i could you know relax with you or just relax with myself doing what
0: yeah golf and do our own I thing i personally
1: want to do because i think also self-development like yeah going to con to con to con is is fun and all that but
0: it doesn't have to be work it does, it, yeah <laughs> it may
1: not it may not Provide much development that you need. Unless you're, say, like a volunteer and stuff like that, and you're volunteering in an area that you wish to keep developing. Uh, I was talking to um, Digit actually when I met him at TFF, and mm-hmm. he's getting into like a degree in video and audio stuff. And I told him, like, why don't you just volunteer in, say, like AV areas and stuff like that? Take, you know, because those are perfect times to take the lessons or put it in practice like BLFC I'm sure they have volunteers for those AV sets or for those um, video cameramen
0: yeah I'm sure they could use that's
1: perfect opportunities to gain skills they can use all the help
0: yeah for sure and um, that is talking to a really good uh, uh, place because I spoke with uh, Paradox before actually and he's definitely invested in that um, side of the community from all the production work that he's been through and the, the cool part, just to reiterate what he said, was um, when you're on, like, a gimbal or a crane or something like that, really expensive stuff, really high-end stuff, and you're getting the experience with that, if you mess up, that's that's okay. That's a part of the experience, and learning from that is okay. Um, because you <laughs> Oh, God, we can talk about that later. But, um... <laughs> but you have the ability to fail without really... Um, severe consequences because your boss is like a talking badger or something. You can you can have <laughs> yeah. that kind of levity to enjoy the working and developing your skills.
1: You know, it'd be really funny if the boss was a a bowl
0: A bowl A what? with a hard hat oh. on,
1: with a pickaxe. <laughs> He's just gonna <laughs> he be just Mr. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh. I Why was, did you um, mess up
1: this camera? <laughs>
0: I'm so hype. I don't know what his new role is in Animal Crossing. Um, uh, supposedly, I think he's the rescuer. He's a yeah, rescuer, so he, so he can like
1: fly back to the house or something.
0: Yeah, but he's a mole. He belongs in the ground. That's his natural habitat. And then uh, he's gonna yeah, be what even, in the helicopter? Even
1: moles, even moles have to adapt and change and keep their jobs alive.
0: Right. They gotta get their licensing for piloting.
1: <sighs>
0: <laughs> the air is where it's at. I think it's more of an avian perspective.
1: But don't worry. We're we're going to get stuck specifically on a Stranded Island.
0: <laughs> well, I I mean, I got have a, to build. I got a, a good start. We live we live in the 50th state.
1: <laughs> I think it's super funny. It's like, yeah, we're going to put you on this nice vacation package to a stranded island and survive. It's like You oh. know,
0: see Master Tom Nook, he's he's back at it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs>
0: You think you think instead you escaped of, his clutches? No.
1: Instead of uh, who is it, Tom? Uh,
0: the new Bethesda, the,
1: Bethesda developer. Bethesda. Bethesda Tom. Oh, I can't remember his name.
0: <laughs> I don't know the who. The one that who is. made
1: Skyrim. The one everyone makes fun. of? Oh, Tom Howard. That's who it was. Oh, yeah. okay. Like, instead, of, instead of like, oh, Tom Howard. It's like, oh, Tom Nook. Oh something. is he getting
0: is he getting flack for that or something or is he getting <laughs> joked around Tom with? No-
1: I don't know. Tom always comes up with some like grand scheme. It's like, "Oh yeah, you know what? I built you this house, man. It's all right. By the way, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg."
0: To be fair, yeah, and even
1: and even though you didn't ask, even though you didn't ask for this house, I'm going to make you pay for it anyways.
0: To be fair, you can just live in a tent <sighs> your whole life. <laughs> I could, but And I you can promise. pay it off. It's not necessarily... Oh not ne- yeah,
1: it's my points for this one, yeah or something.
0: Um, well, even from the last games in New Leaf, um, you, you didn't have to upgrade. Like once you actually paid off your little tent and stuff and went to your little home, um, you didn't have to do anything further than that, as far as I oh, know. Oh no, yeah,
1: no, I, re- I remember because like, I think it, yeah, New Leaf was the one where they started where. It was like you can decide whether you want to upgrade or not. Yes, it, but like all the previous iterations were like, <laughs> yeah. So you just finished paying it off. Ah, uh, I'm,
0: I'm gonna, gonna build need you that...
1: a bigger house, and <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need a new loan off of you. Like, damn, Tom, Nook, you, you just can't wait.
0: I mean, bro. I could, and then you know, if you don't want to pay them, <laughs> I could outfit you with these nice cement shoes. You know, down by the riverside. I don't know what he does yeah. on his spare time.
1: <laughs> you know, you know that free diving suit. Yeah, except. Wasn't so free. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, oh my god, that'd be kind of a funny fan art. It's just like a mafia version of Tom Nook.
0: Oh, he would totally big be like Big Papa Tom Nook. (laughs) Big (laughs)
1: Papa. You got the the two sons sitting like side by side as bodyguards or
0: something. The Nooklings. Nooklings. (laughs) Well, that's what they are. I mean, he. The funny thing is, Tom Nook doesn't really have kids. I think I think they're his uncle, and those are his like uh. What do you what do you call from uncles? No, 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 what do you call? Not cousins. Um nephews, there you go. Nephews, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Anyways. so he he either has a brother or a sister that had children, so there's still more lore in the Nook family. Oh no. I mean the oh, Animal Crossing. Oh my god, what
1: if it what yeah, what if it is a big Nook family? They're just part of the mafia.
0: <laughs> I mean, they could go in that direction. It sounds a little dark <laughs> for for Animal Crossing.
1: <laughs> it's a dark crossing.
0: Yeah, that's the extended uh, DLC. that they. That's what took so long for the Switch release. That's why they had to delay it for a year. Um,
1: that's what it is. Yeah, because they had to figure out how to handle uh, um, good old Tom Nook.
0: Yeah, how do you fit in guns into Nintendo?
1: <laughs> I, saw, I saw a meme on that.
0: Was it? Was it? What was it?
1: Uh, it was a picture of your character using the selector wheel for all the tools, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they they covered all the tools with like the guns from GTA where the oh, selector god. menus are. So. <laughs>
0: oh my <Yeah>. gosh! Um, <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, shit. it's Just
1: select your tool.
0: Got it. And then just it's just GTA by Animal Crossing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> got to pop a cap in that elephant's ass. Hey,
0: you gotta collect them bells. I got a loan to pay. Oh back. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh um, god! no. Okay, so um thanks for joining me, babe. I really appreciate the sit down. I mean, like heck, you're all the way freaking like 3,000 miles away, but I'm still glad you got to make it here on an episode of Tree Bark. Um are there any Let's last bark, things bark. that you'd like to mention?
1: Uh keep on and draw on. I don't know.
0: Hell yeah. As an artist, I totally back that, and I will fight you otherwise.
1: <laughs> or keep on and bargain, I guess is more fitting for your show
0: correction i will back that even harder (laughs) (laughs) so thanks for joining me um and i hope to see you soon babe and then maybe we can actually do another episode in person (laughs) so uh thanks for joining us guys um this has been tree bark i will catch you guys later